Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, it's Todd Midget, producer of the podcast, and we are wrapping up Sean T's birthday month with our final flashback to one of his really, really good friends. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, and happy Memorial Day weekend. Hey, what's up everybody? I am so excited for you to hear today's episode because I have an amazing guest, someone that's closer to me than almost anyone in my life. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but what I will tell you is you will find the secret to losing a lot of weight, to getting great abs, and yes, they're made in the kitchen, and lots more. Get ready to have fun with me and a special person next, coming up on Define Your Life with Sean T. Every single one of you out there has the power to motivate and take their dreams beyond anything you ever thought possible. You have helped fitness become a lifestyle lifestyle. You have to be 100% authentic in who you are. What's up? This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is Define Your Life with Sean T. Alright guys, so I am absolutely excited today and I'm looking at the person that is a guest on my show today. But I gotta start it off with something really fun. First of all, you guys at one point thought we were dating. Then some of you guys thought we were married, which is clearly not the case when you find (laughs) out who it is. Um... But just like me, you know a lot of times why you people out there say, oh my gosh, Sean, I love you, but I hate you. There's another person who's always to my left or right, depending on the DVD, that you love and hate at the same time. And I'm not going to keep the suspense up anymore. My homegirl, the OG, BFF from the beginning, give it up for Tanya, the machine baron. What's up, Tanya? Hi. How you doing? What's going on? I'm good. I'm excited to do this. I know. Isn't it crazy? We came, we came from this little dance studio. In, in California. Actually, it started before that. We should tell them how we met. Yeah, actually. So, I, I saw you before you saw me, actually. Oh, so tell them that story. <laughs> so, um, it was the very first day uh, on the job for a rehearsal for a show, a musical called The Ten Commandments. And um, we weren't even actually scheduled to have rehearsal that day. And I got a last minute call from my agent saying, you're supposed to be at rehearsal, you have a skeleton rehearsal. What that means is it's the rehearsal before the cast comes in and you work with the choreographer to work out the choreography before the big cast comes in. Anyhow, so I I get to rehearsal and we haven't quite started yet, but Travis Payne, the choreographer, had a big notebook sitting there. And inside this notebook 
or headshots of all the talent that was in this show, from the singers to the dancers to the kids. That it was everybody was in this book. So of course I'm nosy. So I open up the book and I'm flipping through the pages before we start. And I remember stopping at your photo, and Travis stopped also in your photo and stopped and pointed at you, and he was like. This one, he's a new one. Watch out for this one. He's going to be amazing. And I was like, look at those abs. <laughs> so it was that shot where you had your jeans. I know you remember this shot. And you had your jeans on and no shirt. And you were like leaning back. We were like, yes. Yeah, I, didn't have to cha- I didn't have to change my headshot for like four years. I was like, you don't need to see my face, my eyes. All you got to do is see my abs. And I think I had my eyes closed in that picture. I think I you did so, too. Oh, my God. That's the picture. I, I think I talked about it. A couple podcasts ago, where that's the picture where Mariah Carey like picked me out to dance. So, well, I could see why. So we were all looking <laughs> yes. at this picture, and then anyway, and then Travis said he's going to be coming in. He's going to be part of the skeleton crew. I was like, oh well, he must be good. He's new, and he's already going to be in the skeleton crew. So, and then the day that you walked in, because I think you came in the next day. I came we the next day because I didn't even know I was supposed to be there. Yeah, none of us did. <laughs> and then you walked into we were at Alley Cat Studio yeah. in Hollywood where. For people who don't, I mean, that's just like like where all the major recording artists do all their rehearsals for their videos, for their tours, anything. So anyway, so that's where we had our rehearsal. And I I remember you walking in just full, when I say full out energy, like full out. Yo, let me tell you something. I don't have that same amount of energy no more. I'm like, you want me to do what? I'm marketing. But, um... So, yeah, it was fun. And I remember you and Michonne, like, a couple of our friends were like... Because I was, like, a straight-up hip-hop dancer, jazz funk, and we were doing, like, some turns and this. I did some modern stuff before, but I was like, Tanya, like, what's that move? Like, I don't know how to do that. And so, you know, being a dancer now, when I teach people how to dance, I'm like, I know what you're going through. Because, you know, we've all been through that beginner stage. But anyway, so um, we met, and then we did the show, and Tanya, I got to tell this story. So you guys know her as the machine. You know her as a person that's gone for all the time. But we, I remember one time we were we were always work out. <laughs> She's laughing because it's true. We were always work out before we did the the rehearsal for the show. Once we got to the actual sound stage, and I was teaching a step class one day for like just a few of us that wanted to work out before. And Tanya, like I'm telling you, she's an amazing dancer. She can jump. But I'm telling you, she tried to do this step class, and I look back, and Tanya had fallen on the floor because she just was, like, being clumsy and just not knowing where to go. But it was crazy. It's one skill that I do not have, which is step. We should do a step video together on YouTube. and Maybe maybe not. I know. So, um, anyway, it's it's really interesting. I want to get to... Um, you know, we can we can talk about how we started hip hop apps together and everything, but I really want people to know you. I mean, they know they see you on social media, you know, people always see you, you know, you and B Jam, me and Scott's God Godson, um, and D Rock. But I think I'm gonna ask you a really tough question. And the reason why I'm gonna ask these questions because it's you know, it's defining your life. So I think people wanna really understand how you define your life and especially through fitness because they see you as a fitness trainer and a fitness motivator. So very simple question, like, who is Tanya? Like, who are you? Oh, wow. Well, she's many things. She she is. I would say the first thing I am is I am a mother and I am a wife. That is, you know, obviously I wouldn't have described myself as that several years ago, um, but that is who I identify. I am a mother and I am a wife first. I am I am a dancer even though I'm still not I'm not performing as much as I used to professionally 
I'm a dancer. I am a friend, a daughter, and I would like to say that I am a motivator, um, whether it's because I motivate people to, because I am a real person. I eat candy. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do. I eat candy. I'm not perfect, um, but I do share openly who I am um, because I have nothing to hide. And I think that um, once upon a time when I, you know, I think where the, the machine came from um, is, you know, I think people personified me with that because I always was like, I never made a mistake. I was always super strong. I never showed my weakness and I never, you know, I was a machine. I would go, 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 go and I would never give up. I would never, I mean, I'm still like that. I don't give up. But, um, but I think once I finally started to show my vulnerable side and that I'm not really, I am a machine. That's how I'm programmed. That's just the way I live my life. I'm a go, go, go person. Um, but I am very human with the same exact feelings as other people, the same struggles as other people have. And I think that once I started to show that people started to get who I was more. So who am I? Did I answer you? You answered. Okay. And (laughs) because I know you, like there's, there's, you know, after knowing you for many years and I mean, we've been through everything together. Me and Ty have laughed together, cried together, went through programs together, you know, wanted to quit together. We've been through a lot. I think one thing that I always go back to, I think this is the one thing that always connects me to you no matter what's going on in our lives, is I remember one time, the first time you told me you were a latchkey kid. And, like, when I think of that, and I'll say, you know... You remember that one? Yeah, if you don't want to share this to the world, I just think it's, I personally feel like, of everything I know about you, this is the most amazing thing about you, and I feel like amongst so many other things you know when I think of fitness when I think of you being as a machine when I think of you going as hard as you can go like this is the thing where I'm like this is why this person came into my life because of this you telling me about your latchkey kid and it's it's kind of emotional for me because I see this very strong person you know I see the mom I see the wife you know and Scott and I are very close to you and Derek you know and I just want people to know that story because I think it really helps define why you are who you are today. Very good question because it really does. I think it really set me up in life to be, I was very independent at a very young age and it was because my parents divorced out of when I was young, about five years old, and my mom packed me up in a U-Haul and we lived in San Francisco where my entire family lives with the rest of the Filipinos. <laughs> you can leave that in there. I've been there. <laughs> Those Filipinos are strong. I love them, too. And um, my mother just decided she needed a new start, a new city, and the closest thing she knew of was a place called Los Angeles. So I remember the day that I was sitting in my grandma's kitchen eating broccoli, and I still remember that. And I remember her picking me up and saying, we are getting in the car, or we're getting in the van, and we're moving. And I was like, okay. Anyway, so we moved to... Um, Los Angeles and my mother was 25 at the time 25 years old and she had to work she was a single mother she had to work which meant I had to stay home 
by myself. Her job was conveniently across the street from where we lived, and she really didn't have a choice. She didn't um, have the funds to provide a babysitter, and I mean, I was only five, and you know, I can say this now, I'm like, you know, my mom's like, I can't believe I did that, but she did what she could, and she came home anytime she could, and this is before cell phones and all that stuff, and she would check on me like almost every hour, like on her break, and come home for lunch just to, I mean, I'm sure it terrified her. Um... And I would say that, you know, when I was really, really young, you know, I didn't know any different. Of course, sure, I would get lonely because I didn't have my cousins around that I was used to. Um, so I stayed home by myself when I was five years old. And then when I was able to go to school, I'd go to school, I'd walk myself to school or I'd join the kids in the building, go to school, and I'd have my key around my neck and I would come home and I would be home by myself and I would cook for myself. I would clean the house because... My uh, my mom told me I had to clean the right. house. <laughs> so at was, six, at six, yeah. So um, I was cooking at a very young age, and I think, you know, even back then when I thought, oh my gosh, I'm I'm doing so many things at such a young age. You know, you don't really know any better because that's just what you do. Yeah. Um, but I really like I that really shaped who I was. I grew up very independent. By the time I was, you know. Oh, gosh. When I was in high school, I mean, forget it. Like, I was taking care of myself. I I still live with my mother, but, I mean, I really was doing my own laundry when I was 10 years old. And, I mean, I just had... This is what I had to do. This is what our life was about um, when I was very young. So, So, when you... um so I think, you know, hearing that and people hearing that about you and they're like, oh my gosh, like she's staying home at five years old. She's like cooking for herself. You probably were yay tall because you ain't super tall right now. You know, you had to like find your way to the dishes and everything. For me, I like to connect those type of stories to like fitness journeys. And do you ever, and maybe the answer to this is no, but when we're working out, I'm talking about like insanity, hardcore. Do you ever like get to a point where you're like, oh my God, I can't go any further and maybe think back younger and be like, if I got through this, I can get through that. Like, do you ever do that or no? I didn't do that before. I do that now because I feel like now that I'm older, it's not as easy. I will. I'm very open about that. It's not as easy as it was even just four or five years ago. I agree 100%. You know, like... (laughs) I was yelling at you on the screen or even if I'm doing the like original insanity and I'm looking back at myself on the TV I'm like what are you doing girl like <laughs> how are you doing this and I do think back to certain parts of my life where I had no choice but to keep going and there are parts of my childhood that I do actually they do come up like no I can do this I can do this I've worked hard my whole life you're not going to stop now yes. you can do this yes. and I do draw from those experiences and just experiences from my childhood but also any struggle that I've had in my life um, we've all had struggles I've had quite a few that I've shared um, but I do think about those things and when you go through them you can't you know it's hard to, to see where the lesson is and all of it because you're so deep in, right. in whatever you're going through but you really you know all of those struggles are where I think you find or I know I found some of my biggest strengths so, absolutely. 
awesome. I love that. So, you guys are here with Tanya the Machine, of course, me, Sean T. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a passion that Tanya and I share together, which some of you can guess right now. But we're also going to talk about how that can lead to great ads. Sean T's Trust and Believe will be right back. Do you want to send texts and motivate your friends? Well, guess what? I have it. It's time. Sean T's Fitmoji. It's Fitmoji by Sean T in the App Store and Google Play. You can send emojis, Sean T emojis. You can send food emojis. You can send fun video emojis. You can send audio file emojis that get to motivate you, your friends, and your family. And you get to send some fun gifts. Communicate. With the Shanti Fitmoji, and you will always dig deeper. Define your life. Now back to Shanti. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come on. All right, guys, we're back. You heard a lot about Tanya and how she defines her life. Right, let me, I'm going to clean this up. Tanya the machine, because that's what you brand yourself as. And it's very true. You are a machine. Sometimes I look back at you. I'm like, what? Um, another thing, you know, it's so funny. People so many times are like, how does Tanya move? How does she keep going? How does she, you know, do that? And, um, and a lot of times, guys are always like oh my god I hate Tanya like she keeps going and this and I'm like dude she's wait, how, are you 5'4 yes I'm like when I stand up tall right <laughs> <laughs> in pumps um, I'm like she's I'm like man she's 5'4 you're like 6'1 you can't compare yourself. That's the one thing that I think frustrates me in fitness in general is when people compare themselves to other people. Now, cardiovascular level, I'm like, okay, great. Like, I can understand that. But, you know, they're like, she does so many power jumps. She does this. And I'm like, yeah, she's incredibly strong and she has strong mental power to keep pushing through. But you cannot compare yourself to anybody else, especially when it comes to fitness because your body is made differently. Like, I'm almost 6'1", you know, and they're like, oh, Sean, like, she does more power jumps than you. I'm like, and I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, she doesn't have to go much higher <laughs> off the ground or burpees. And, I, you know, I think it coming from you, I mean, you bring yourself to, as a machine and we've heard that it's a mental thing. Like, you mentally push yourself stronger. And, of course, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, especially now that Max 30 is out, your mind is in control of your body. If you want to keep going, your mind is in charge. But I think I think I want people to understand from you, from the machine themselves, why they shouldn't compare themselves to you or anybody else in order to push past, you know, personal limits and personal boundaries. It's interesting that you asked me that because I was just in the middle of a text conversation with someone who constantly compares themselves to other people, um, whether it's in fitness or just in life in general. And... Um, I've never done that and there's and the reason why I've never compared myself to other people is one my brain just doesn't I just don't my brain doesn't go that way I just 
I don't I'm work like, like that. I'm right with you. I'm like, yes, yeah, I understand. I'm like, and, you know, I'm also that person doesn't, sorry, but I don't read, like, the news feeds on on Facebook or on so like I really just don't focus on like what other people are doing. I mean, obviously for my friends, of course. I'm to help make you better, you're not like I want to get like them. You not the at all. Yeah. And so, in regards to fitness, and I do this now, even with all of my you know people that are in my challenge groups and stuff like that. I'm always telling people, you know, the first way to to really fail or not get past you know your personal fears or or get past your barriers is to try to compare yourself to somebody else we are all different we all have different strengths we all have different weaknesses and you cannot compare yourself to other people but what you should be doing is looking at whoever it you know whoever you connect with whether it's on a screen or you know in a class or wherever you're at and find something that motivates you about that person versus like, well, I'll never be that good or I'll never be. Well, guess what? You probably won't because you just said you'll never be right. like that. I, yeah, I agree 100%. And um, I think this is a perfect time for me to tell people like, you are you. And, I, and I've talked about this many times and sometimes I can get a little bit redundant, but if you look in the mirror and you try to make that person better, stronger. Now, like you said, like for me, I always use Serena. Some people are like, why would you use Serena as your idol? Because she, you know, she had like all this crazy stuff going on in the press. But for me, I'm specifically talking about when this woman is on court. I'm not comparing myself to her. I'm looking at her focus. Like she looks like a lion to me. Like she's ready for battle. And that's how I, I attack life. And I attack that's how I I strive to attack life and I strive to attack my workouts and stay connected and focused to whatever goals that I have. It's not like I want to be like, I want Serena's arms, I want her legs, I want that booty, you know what I'm saying? It's more, I kind of got <laughs> that already. That. Right, get into it. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm just like, yes, like I strive, like I would love to possess that kind of power, but to, to physically try and go and be, I want those abs. no. No, I mean, I, I, I'm, I actually go through, my thing is Instagram, and I look at, like, a lot of the, the men's fitness pages, and I'm like, yeah, he has amazing abs, or, you know, they have amazing arms. Now, I don't want my abs like that, but I know what my abs look like, and I'm like, oh, it might inspire me to, like, all right, let me dial in the diet this week a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I never want to look like them, because you embrace who you are, you know. That's what it boils down to, and that's, you know, and that's what I love about all your workouts, but especially the new one, Max 30, is that I know you've heard it a million times, but everybody talks about a lot of people talk about it being like a personal development workout because I'm sorry. I don't know. There's like no way in hell that I enjoy doing some of those. I mean, it's just like they come up and I'm like, oh, my God, I do not want to do do ever Do you ever say like I always say to people, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I hate that. And they're like, how could you say that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> because, like, some some of it, like, hi, I don't, you know, yeah, I smile. That's just me. By the way, I know a lot of people are like, how are you smiling through your workouts? I think that's just me. I, I just what I do. Well, you do that when you dance, too. Yeah, I, I just smile. But anyway, so I know that's been a question. Like, how do you smile through that? But let me tell you, I do not smile through Max 30 um, unless I get through past one of my, you know, bears. But, like, there are, you know, some things where I'm like, this is where I'm about to go down in flames like this is where it's about to happen and but once I get to it 
it's that mental thing of like, you know what? No, you always tell yourself that this is the part that you're going to stop. This is the part that. So I'm just going to keep going. Like, and if I just go like five seconds longer, I'm so happy and I'm so proud of myself because whatever the body will do, whatever. It's more that like I told myself you can do it. You can do it. You can get past it. And you know what? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't. And I and whatever. That's just what happened to me that day. But I move on and say, oh, well, next time or I I'll agree. be better. And and as far as, you know, it does take, you know, some inner strength to to be able to look at somebody else and say, you know, we we're talking about comparing yourself and say, you know what? They're great at what they do, and I'm great at what I do, and I'm just going to do the best that I can. And that's all it's about, because I get these questions a lot, like, is it? am I supposed to keep up with the people and the videos, or am I supposed to keep up? No, you're supposed to keep up with you. Right. And, and do the best that you can do. Use them as, like, a guide, you know, whatever, because I even look at myself in some workouts, and I can't keep up with that person <laughs> anymore. I know. Sometimes I'm like, I think I was on an adrenaline high, and I can't keep up. Um, So cool. Thank you for that. I think people really appreciate the honesty and and the way, the motivation to get through that. But speaking of keeping up, now, dancing, we share in passion. And in dancing, you have to keep up because you have to keep that beat. Oh, you have to. Like, I mean, you have to keep that beat. (laughs) You can't see us right now, but we're looking at each other like, (laughs) no. And we share that passion and it is like, you know, we were dancing today, and it's just like something about dancing that just fulfill, that fills a soul with so much amazingness and purpose. And I think even if you're not a professional dancer like we are, like music can fill your soul. And another thing that I love about dancing is that, like, Insanity, you know, gives me a great chest, great shoulders, great triceps. You know, it gives me great abs. It gives me a great ass set. And um, it gives me a lot of great things. But to me, dancing, like as much as I love Insanity, I love everything else. Dancing is the workout that gets me the best abs. Like, it just makes me feel amazing. And I want... You know, we can we can make this general exercise, but we share the passion. So I want to know why you dance and and how does it enhance your fitness level? Why do I dance? I dance because there is nothing more that I would rather do than dance. Um, there, I am. I oh, if I can just do one thing in life, it would be dance. I grew up with it. Um, you know, well. My father, I came from a, a family of dancers, but interesting enough, I didn't want to be a professional dancer because I, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, my, um, one of my biggest dance inspirations was my Auntie Len. Yes, I um, love her. Oh, she, on, she was on Broadway and she did a lot of tours and I, I just wanted to be like her and I just was always around her. But then I was like, oh. They're always broke. Sorry, Auntie Len. <laughs> but I was like, I mean, it's no secret the dancers are broke. But I was always like, they struggle so much. And oh, my God, they never have money. How do they do it? And so interesting enough, I I never really wanted to pursue dance as a career. But I guess it was meant to be. Um, when, when something is just meant to be, it's going to happen and it's going to fall into your path. So uh, I ended up being a dancer. But I always, my mom put me... Once she was able to afford, you know, some dance classes for me, she enrolled me in some dance classes because she just felt so bad. She thought I was just so bored, you know. So she started, and she, 
I remember the first day she said, oh, God, I put you in the wrong thing. Apparently, I was uncoordinated, but I think she was wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's what she said. But anyhow, um, what, and I have been dancing since I was six, I want to say, is when I started my first dance class. And I don't know. I was always that little firecracker. I was always the one, like, the teachers would be like, oh, that little one. Oh, that, because, of course, I was the shortest one. And that's how you looked at me when I walked in that dance studio that day, remember? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I was like, oh. Um, And I don't know. There's just, I don't know. There's something when I dance, there's... it, you feel, I can just see it in your face. Yeah. You guys can't see it right now, but you can just see. I mean, and yeah. I think that's, you know, whenever we say we're going to dance together, we both get, you can see it even through our text messages. We're like, I'm so happy we're going to dance together because, you know, we also work together and we're friends, but it's just something about that dance that brings us back at one. It's like this, I know. it's like the reset button. It is. And, and as far as working out, oh my God, we were drenched today yeah. and I didn't do one push up or power <laughs> jump. And, you know, we like to use the word snatch. But, you know, when you... Tell them. You know, when when we dance, I'm like, oh, my God. It just just comes off. And it's just you do. And you don't realize because you're moving every part of your body. And you're doing it with... You're, like, living in it. And you're moving... I mean, you use every part of you, including that... I mean, especially your soul when you dance. And it just... I mean, at the end of a day of dancing, I am done. Like, I can't. I am so spent. You want me to go do (laughs) a push-up? That's not going to happen. Not at all. And it's just... To be able to do that and get a workout at the same time, it's like the best of both. It's amazing. I was like, oh. I love it. So, um, this is awesome. I just want to say, I want to get into... We said the word snatched, and a lot of people might be like, what? Like, if we were walking down the street, they'd be looking at us like, what? Snatched, just to like reiterate, <laughs> is a term that when you basically have a minimal body fat and you can put on those pair of pants that you couldn't fit in years and you can push the belt buckle all the way to the last hole and you can wear the tight well for women you can wear the tightest shirt and you know you look good in the upper body region but um we want to talk about getting great abs and how hard it is and then we're going to get into a little bit of Tanya's before and after and some of you guys might be like what do you mean and uh, you've seen her before her before and then we'll talk about how she lost gained and lost a lot of weight and why it was actually so amazing but first we're getting to <sighs> abs like uh-huh. you know when me and you are about to shoot a DVD or if we have a photo shoot like the first thing we look at is what? our abs like it's like it's almost obsessive yes but like for us I think and I think everybody in general because I think so many times people's fitness level is defined by their core, their abs. Like, you know, because you can, you know, it, it depends on what shirt you're going to wear. Is it too tight? Are you going to see your stomach? And, um, you know, we have other people in the studio because, you know, we have producers here and stuff like that. So when we had taken our little break, we were talking about what, how are, how do you get the best abs? Like Tanya, I mean, they've probably heard it from me a million times, but I want them to hear it from you. So I'm not just like, you know, the dad talking. <laughs> I, I do get this question a lot. And, <clears throat> excuse me, honestly, it really, like my abs will change in two days. No joke. And I actually will use this as an example. The last two days was, you know, I took two days completely off. Now I'm coming off of, I did the whole 30 
<laughs> and we ain't uh, gonna get into that because Tanya came to my house a couple weeks ago. And she said I'm on a whole thirty, and she just threw her hair tie at me. And then she's like, I'm on a whole thirty. And then she was like, Yeah, but I'm gonna have a glass of wine or whatever, eighty five fifteen rule. And I was like, Oh my god, you just outed me. I know. And this I was like, So every time I saw, well, she did eat mostly healthy. No, every I time can't. I'd be like, You on a whole ten now, huh? I know. So every time he saw me eating, he would subtract a day. So it was really funny. But so it was like the whole twenty. Right. Anyway, um, (laughs) excuse me. So, you know, this past weekend, you know, my husband and I were like, we just wanted to sit around the house, wear sweats. It was cold. It's just too cold here right now. And I didn't want to work out. You know, I just didn't want to do a damn thing. And with that, I wanted to eat a few things. Now, I didn't do anything terrible. I think the worst thing I ate was like, um, some gluten-free crackers and some brie cheese because it just sounded good. Oh, oh it just spread that. Che- anyway. And, no, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I did. Oh, and I made gluten-free brownies yesterday. Um, just because they're gluten-free doesn't mean she that they're... She invite me over. For- oh, you did tell me about that. Yeah, though. I did. I, tell you, I know. <laughs> but um, anyway, and I didn't work out, whatever, and I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, there went the ass. <laughs> It right? happens so quick. It does. It does. And it, whether it's just, you know, water retention from whatever I ate or, you know, I ate things I normally don't eat, it shows right away. So uh, I have the same, you know, issues. And I know people are like, yeah, right. You always have your abs. But what did I do? I went down to our little gym in our building and I took down my max out cardio. And even though I knew I was going to be, you know, sweating up later in the day, I was like, let me just do this because I know it'll make me feel better, regardless of whatever, if it's going to make me look better or whatever. I know it's going to make me feel better because I kind of just sat around and did nothing, which was amazing, too, um, for two days. And, you know, honestly, what it boils down to, so I'm telling you, is it's what you eat. I mean, sure, yes, working out and all that stuff. Yes, you have to do that, too. However... You can do insanity. I mean, you can do a silent. You can do all these crazy programs, but if you don't fix what you're eating, you're yes, you'll get the cardiovascular workout and your heart will be stronger, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that, and there are benefits, but if you don't match it with good, clean eating, I'm not saying that you have to eat. You know, like Sean always says, I don't just eat lettuce. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there are things that you know you should not be eating as much or things that you should be conscious of. Now, let me just put it out there. Like, I love sugar. Like, I love So, I got to tell you guys this because, I well, obviously, you know I know her. But I don't know if you remember when we, when you do remember this, when we both when we both lived in L.A. and we had our apartments right next door and I would come over in the morning and what would we eat first thing in the morning? Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I would have a bucket of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and we would have, co- we call it coffee talk. And we would have our coffee and I would have a bucket of chocolate chip cookies. I'm not lying. And we would eat that. Like I would just I heard eat Derek that. and myself. Oh, yeah, we would just eat cookies. But I mean, it just goes to show. I mean, you know, I want to tell people abs. Like, first of all, you can look at, you can look at me if you want, because some people are like, oh my gosh, Shanti, you have amazing abs. And it's sometimes. And you can look at fitness models or you can look at bodybuilders and abs fluctuate and to be very honest your abs aren't they're not supposed to be seen all the time because unless you're genetically like superhuman and I know some of you guys think we're superhuman but if you're genetically superhuman unless you're genetically superhuman your abs are not going to be there all the time and you know I'm the kind of person that if I don't work out 
I gain weight. And I know plenty of people, if they don't work out, they lose weight. So your body, like all of our bodies are different. And then I know there's some people out there that are saying, well, I can eat the cleanest and I can eat this and I still don't see my abs. Well, you know, some people don't really have the bumps, but you can get a flat stomach. And I think it's kind of accepting where you are, even if you... Even if you're a bodybuilder and you eat lettuce and you eat like super clean, you can look at the most ripped guys that have the most, the smallest amount of body fat and their abs look different. Some have six, some have eight, some have four, some are just flat with like some slight bumps and they can be eating the same thing. So your abs will come with what you eat, but you have to accept the abs that you see when they get there. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it's about with abs first of all neither tanya or myself or any other trainer we can tell you what to eat but you have to want to eat that and you have to abide by the rule and and furthermore when you eat that way if you know you're eating your five meals a day and you know you're eating extremely clean and healthy you have to and you're working out like you need to you have to accept that that is what it is when you see when you look in the mirror and some of us sometimes can go a little bit too far and, and and it's just not maintainable. And sometimes I talk about things again, but redundancy. Like when I did asylum, like there's no way that I can hold that for more than f- four months, five months, because my body just like it's not weak. You can you can injure yourself, but you can get to that point. And you like I think a lot of people, I think it'd be really good if they got to the point where they ate really clean for like eight weeks and they got to see what their abs look like. And then they're like, okay, I can eat eighty five fifteen, and you find a balance because some people gain a lot of weight and some people lose too much weight. But it's that balance, it's that in between. And people always ask me like, Sean, what body fat percentage are you? And I'm like, I really don't weigh myself that much anymore, and I don't measure my body fat that much anymore, but I always know I'm going to be around 8%, some, anywhere from 7 to 9%. Like, I'm going to be that to feel comfortable. Um, so, I guess my question to you is, and I'm going to transition this into something like, do you weigh yourself ever? So, no, not really. And the only reason why I recently was weighing myself was because I wanted to participate in my recent diet bet game. And I wanted to do it along with everybody to you know be a sport and do it. And I knew I didn't need to lose weight. I'm never looking to lose weight. I could care less if I had a scale in my house. Um, I really use so no I don't the scale just messes with my head because I will fluctuate between three you know three pounds a day even and you know the next day it'll go down next day it'll go up and then you know I don't like to get caught up in that at, at all and I actually am heavier than most people think most people think I'm like I don't know one 15 or even maybe I don't know but I am a solid like 128 to 130 like that's what I weigh you, and you don't even look like it because of the muscle tone but yeah I will say there was a time when you weighed yourself and and I say maybe not consistently on a daily basis but I remember oh, yeah. after I remember oh my god I gotta set this up right I remember when time you got pregnant and I would go over there and you had to, you couldn't work out as much as you would thought, think you didn't work out as much as you thought you could when you got pregnant. And I remember 
one thing I enjoyed about it is like I think you had a little bit of stress, but something that I saw is like you kind of enjoyed that you could eat, and it was oh so my God, fun. Yes. And I remember we came over a couple of times, and I actually ate with you. I'm like, all right, she pregnant, we I'm pregnant. Me and Derek, <laughs> yeah, we pregnant. Um, so you know, you guys obviously know Tanya also from T25 is the modifier, and. You know, I think for one of the first times in her life, she really was able to relate to a lot of you guys out there when it came to the before and after transformation. Now, a lot of you know her from Hip Hop Ads when she was a skinny mini, <laughs> and then Rockin' Body, and then Insanity, you know, as a machine, and, you know, her muscle tone got better because of the exercise, but she gained weight. Now, I'm just going to preface this by saying, if you don't want to talk about this, you don't have to, but I'm going to go there. You know, Tanya... Um, like, she was working out. She was doing her thing. She got pregnant. She was really happy. And then something happened. Yeah. So I was pregnant. And right in my second trimester, right when the doctor um, told me, okay, you know, you're, you can tell everybody, announce it to the world, um, you know, that you're pregnant. I did. And um, a week later, I miscarried. And... To this day, it was probably one of the most painful things I've ever, ever gone through. And I know that, you know, it happens, and it happens to a lot of women. I know women who've had multiple miscarriages and whatnot, but um, I think because I was in my second trimester, and it was like that, that phase where you're like, oh, I'm past the risky, scary part, and I can shout it out from the rooftops and finally tell everybody I was pregnant. And um, I just went in for... a. No, I just went in for a regular checkup. I didn't even know I miscarried, to be honest with you. I didn't know uh, until my doctor called me and said he, he'd like me to go in for some additional testing because some my, my blood work came back with some interesting numbers, whatever. So I, I went in to go get a sonogram, and uh, I couldn't figure out what was happening, but I knew something weird was happening because mm-hmm. I was looking at the monitor, and I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know. And then finally, you know, the doctor told me, that there was no fetal heartbeat. And I have never felt pain like that. I, I mean, I can't even describe it. It was just the most painful thing. And, um, you know, I cried about it, cried about it. I, you know, I grieved and I had to go through a really painful, you know, procedure. I remember you were, I you, were you were there yeah. with me. And um, anyway, so, you know, I went through that and... Uh, but for some reason, as sad as I was and as, as heartbreaking and devastating as that was, I knew that it would get better. There was a reason why. Uh, I mean, I always, that's how I just think about life anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a reason why that happened, whether, you know, the baby was just going to be too sick or I, I don't know. But um, I knew that it was going to get better. Right. So, so yeah, that was probably one of the biggest, one of my biggest heartbreaks of my entire life was. Yeah, I remember that. And it was, it was a very tough time. And, and I would say our world. Um, but you got through it. I must say, like, you persevered. I remember the grieving process. And I was actually, you know, as your family, I just say that. I was actually, I was like, you know, I wonder if she's going to want to have another baby. Because I was like, I didn't know if you would want to go through that. Because you were really you had a really tough time but then luckily you know god or the universe or however people out there look at you know life you know granted you with the next pregnancy and we were so like we were so excited so i i think i want people to know this step because this is where you gained 
<laughs> a lot of weight. And, and and like some people are like, oh my God, that's not a good thing. But I was like, I was like I said before, I'm like, yo, we all going to eat. Shoot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, tell us about that. Like, how did you, how did you deal with that? How did you deal with the doctor telling you, um, you know, you couldn't work out like you wanted to and all of these things? Well, one about eating. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're right. My whole life, I've always had to watch what I eat, which is was always, still is, hard for me because I like what I like. I don't like as much as and now, you know, now I'm learning to eat better and whatever, and I like healthy things. But for most of my life, I didn't enjoy healthy things. I enjoyed the stuff that was the bad for me, stuff. you know? <laughs> and so when I was pregnant, I was like, I am going to eat and I'm going to live and I'm just going to enjoy this whole process. I mean, in that last month, I literally was eating a tub of ice cream every single night. So I got a question night. for you. Was that hormones or were you like, I just want to eat ice cream? I don't, you know, probably both, to be honest <laughs> with you. And I mean, it was just so, so nice to be able to just eat what I wanted and not care. However, my doctor at about four, when I was about four months pregnant, you know, because you have to get weighed in, you have to, you know, right? you know, um, my doctor did say to me, because I was gaining weight pretty quick, and my doctor looked at me and he said, um, I would, I need you to maybe watch your sugars and carbs. <laughs> and I looked at him like he was crazy. I said, did you just look at a pregnant woman and tell her to watch her sugar and carbs? In other words, tell me that. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, okay. And um, as far as working out, now... So clearly I didn't listen to him. Um, but as far as working out, you know, I did ask my doctor, you know, what, you know, you don't know what I, you know, I'm like this fitness girl and I work out a lot and stuff like that. And he said, you know, you could work out, but I, I would be really cautious of this and this and that and your heart rate and, you know, whatever. And and I will be very honest about this. I was a little nervous about working out because of my last miscarriage. Not to say that that ha- anything to do with it but I kind of was a little more paranoid that this time around um, I didn't want to take any chances so I I know a lot of people ask this did you work out a lot when you were pregnant had T25 and all these other programs been out when I was pregnant I probably would have but at the time it was insanity <laughs> I was like um, not gonna do that and so I did work out but not too strenuously just I wanted to be careful um so, because I probably could have done more than I did, but I did. I remember you telling me, like, yeah, I'm going to go walk in. I'm going to go to yoga. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I did prenatal yoga, which actually was pretty amazing. I was sweating up a storm. Um, and I just walked. I just, I don't know. 
I probably could have done a lot more, but that was just You're me. You were being cautious. I was. I was being very cautious because I didn't want to take any chances. I could not go through that again. So, um, so, so I gained some weight. I gained <laughs> 60 pounds. <laughs> when I got on that scale and it said 185, 185. What did you weigh at the time? Probably I that. was like 185. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, granted, my child was large and he always was weighing heavy and measured heavy. But really, that wasn't. But I will pounds. tell you this, though. I'll, I'll tell you, throughout the process, there was something about, I think, maybe because I was so happy you were pregnant and. I just, I never really noticed the weight gain. And some people are like, how could you not? I just didn't because we were so fixated on your stomach. And like, because of the miscarriage, we were so happy that you were getting further and further along. But I'll tell you this. I remember you calling me on the phone and you were like, you know, I went to the doctor and the doctor said, you know, I'm having my, I think you said, I'm going, I'm going like, like I'm going to have my C-section right now. And so I was just like, so I told Scott, I was like, okay, we need to like book a flight because you know I wanted to be there when you have, right. whatever. So I remember walking in the hospital and BJM had already been born and then that's the first time I was like, damn girl, you're going to be working out. <laughs> I was like, homegirl is in it. I was like, you ate that ice cream. I did. I was, yep, I was, I was big. I was big girl. Um, but I was happy. You and were. I was. I loved it. And you know what's interesting is that, I, contrary to, to what pop, you know, the popular belief, I really wasn't concerned about getting my body back. I know that sounds crazy because of where I am now, but I really wasn't. And I just wanted to live in the moment and, and enjoy my motherhood. And, you know, I... I didn't really think about. Oh, but you I got to work out. About it. No, I did not. I did not, and um, I kind of went to another place in my mind, which was because I had, you know, some of my family members were like, "Well, you can say goodbye to your skinny self. You'll never be skinny ever again, and that's just your mommy body." And I started to hear that more and more, and that wasn't them being mean to me. That's just from their experience, you know, like your mom now. You just had a C-section, you know. This is your new body. And so I really just thought, not only did I not focus on trying to get my body back, I really thought that there was no chance for me to ever, I've never been pregnant before, I didn't know, I'm drawing from experiences from other people and their experiences, and most people would say, you know, yeah, your body changes and you'll never get your body back again, and I believe that, and so because of that, I'm like, well, then why should I even try? Right. I'm just going to be this way, this is my body now. And I was happy. Yeah, I was happy um, with where my life was. I was a new mom. And to me, all I cared about was getting enough sleep. I didn't care about, right. you know, wanting to get the, getting my abs back or my fitness back was the last thing on my mind until that day you called me and you said, I'm doing this new program. Now, mind you, my son was like four months old or something like this at the time. And Mama T was not looking cute. <laughs> and nowhere near. <laughs> and um, I remember you saying, I've got this new program that I'm going to be doing with Beachbody. I was like, okay. You're like, you're like oh. are you about to ask right? me? Right, you're like, I would really love for you to come out to New York and help me with it. And I was like, sure, I'll sit behind the camera and do whatever you need. <laughs> and I'm that, sure. Is and that what you first thought? Like, you really thought I was going to have you be, like, quote unquote, staff? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I looked at myself and I know I'm telling you my mind, really what I believed what my body was at was this new mommy body that would never get back to that machine body. And 
I wasn't going to go out like that. <laughs> but the funny thing was, like, when I when I came to the hospital and I saw you after you had given birth, and we kind of joked about, like, yeah, I gained that weight. Like, like you, it never actually crossed my mind. I'm like, I know she's going to get her body back simply because it's a lifestyle for you. Like, I knew you were going to enjoy motherhood, and you breastfed, and I just knew you were going... I, but I was just like, there's... I knew it. So when I called you to do that, like, my whole point was for... Tanya to come back and that was you know Tanya the fitness person and I think I thought it was amazing because you were the modifier you like you said you had gained the 65 pounds you were just coming back into like you know getting really fit and then you know we did the test group and you modified the entire time and you prepared your body for the videos and so like what what was the challenge? Like, because a lot of people ask, like, Sean, can I be in a test group? Because what we do is we, you know, and Ty is one of the people that help cast people that need to lose weight. And they have a story because, I mean, what we do for the infomercial is we try to find, you know, America. And someone, you know, the man, the woman, the husband-wife team, the overweight person, the person has to lose a little bit of weight because we want people to know how it's going to work for different body types. And... You know, I'm just. I want to know how was it? How was it going through the test group? Because before you would just be in the front with me as the other trainer. You know, we would help people lose weight, and you would, you know, you would email them and call them and talk to them, make sure they're fine. But how was it for you as a participant being a part of like a Sean T test group? I should say. I will tell you, it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done as far as, you know, I've never had to lose weight. I'd never been in that position. And, um, you know, first of all, with, you know, changing the way I ate was, first of all, the hardest thing for me. Because I tell you, you know, I was in this mommy body and I was eating whatever I wanted. And, you know, when I say anything I wanted, it was anything I wanted Mm -hmm. because I was just trying to get by. I was just trying to make it through the day with being a new mom and breastfeeding and, and getting sleep when I could. So being in that structure, one, I will say the diet was definitely my hardest part. I always enjoyed working out, but you know what? It was a little painful. Actually, it was really painful for me in the beginning. Um, I remember before we started the test group when I was, you know, helping you, you know, build the workouts and I would be like, oh my God, I can't even get through like 15 minutes. Like I was so winded. I was so out of shape. And you were modifying. And I was, well, I couldn't because it hurt. Like I had, you know, I had my C-section that I was still recovering from. Even now, like three years later, I still feel things that are a little bit different. Um, But I I couldn't hold a plank to save my life. I literally, I mean, I had zero strength in my, I couldn't even feel my abs. I would almost say they felt numb a little bit and probably from the C-section, but I mean, I had zero core strength. So when, you know, it was time to go to a plank, you were lucky if I was in a plank for more than two seconds. I just, I couldn't do it. So modifying really is what got my strength back you know just from doing that every single day um and then slowly I was able to build up my strength to be able to do a little bit more and do a little bit more but definitely for the first half of the test group Mm. oh no there was no you know that's all I can do but that experience you know doing that and then coupled with eating better um is what really made the difference 
and I struggled. It was hard having, you know, watch, you know, what we got weighed in every week and, you know, not to <laughs> tell you everything that happens in a test group, but, I mean, you know, they is. do. Yeah. We are a test group. We're like the lab rats. So we got weighed in every Monday, which was tough coming off a weekend because the weekends we didn't meet for, for test group classes and you're technically not as busy on the weekend. So all you think about is eating. You think about food you just, all, all the, time. the time. And I even remember calling you up. So my husband did the test group with with they know me. Derek, the amazing Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, he had gained 50 pounds of daddy weight, and so he did the test group with me. And so we were going through this together, which was an excellent support system. I was so I was so happy he did it with me. But I even remember calling Sean up one night, and I was like, Derek needs more food. He's he's losing it. I remember. Yeah, and you're like, tell him to eat some chicken. Like, have him eat a little bit more. And, you know, so we definitely struggled, and we worked our butts off but because we were seeing results and I was starting to think oh well maybe maybe what I've been hearing is not right maybe I can get back and and mind you I was never never in my mind was I trying to get back to Tanya from insanity you know I am different I'm different now. You know, I it fast forward how many years later, I'm older. I just had a child. My life is different and if I'm I I don't need to be that person anymore. I'm a new person, so I would like to be a better version of where I am today. That's all I ever wanted to be. And I, it, and the reason why I'm saying this is that I don't want anyone to ever get hung up on trying to be that, like trying to go back to, you know, oh, in high school I wore this. Right. That was high school. You know, or trying to get into, you know, yes, it's great to set goals, but also know that you're in a different place in your life and it's okay. Your bodies change. They just do when you get older, especially women after you've had kids. Yes, your hips might be a little bit bigger. Well, that's okay. <laughs> That is okay. <laughs> so it is okay. It is okay to be you. And I just want to hit home one point because, you know, even me, I'm the motivator. I'm motivated. I mean, you're a motivator too, but I'm, I'm motivated by this. I just want to know if you can give people out there one tip, that one thing that they're on their weight loss journey and they're going through the struggle. If you can say this particular thing will bring you home, what is something that you think can relate to these people? I would say, that's a good question. It's a hard question. Yeah, it is. It is. And here's something, because I do work with people every single day that do struggle. And the one thing I always tell people is, you know what? You've got to do, just do the best you can do today. Because I think what happens is sometimes we look too far into the future and don't focus on what we're doing today and the changes you're making today and the progress that you make today because all you need to know as soon as you start to feel like you made one step further it keeps you motivated to come back tomorrow and try again and I always like I always say these words I always say don't beat yourself up tomorrow's a new day that's what I always tell my people like my people but it's it's true and and those who are listening you've heard me say it a million times or even people who have they're like oh I slipped yesterday so so you slipped so what are you going to do now you're just going to do you want to keep slipping yeah no so so what I hope you enjoyed it great let's get back to work (laughs) you know it's a new day so I think that if you give yourself a little credit and don't beat yourself up and keep moving forward because you know it's you know every day if you just keep showing up you're gonna you're you're gonna get there i promise you so that would be i love it thank you and wow 
it's it's a new day. You know, it's it's a new day, and you know we've had moments like what I'm about to give you. But it's amazing that that's your that's your thing to people because for some reason, this is so side note. But I don't know if I don't know if you know this, but one of my favorite movies is Sister Act Two. At you, I think you know that's one of my favorite musicals. Yeah. But <laughs> Sister Act Two, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg was in the class with Lauren Hill and all them like kids from the hood, and she was like, and she came in as the new teacher, and they were cutting up. They were like singing in class, you know. They were making, they were making instruments out of the chairs and the desks, and she sat down and they gave, they put like. um glue in her chair and they did all this stuff to like the new teacher and she came back in and she was like it's a brand new day everybody a brand new day and she straightened them up so no matter where you came from or where you're going tomorrow is a brand new day or this second is a brand new day and before we say goodbye to you and before we close this up I have some speed round questions because while they know your motivator I think they want to know some fun things. And you only have like three seconds to answer each oh, of these God. questions. And Tanya has no idea what these questions Oh, my God. I'm like, hope I could do it in three seconds. And okay. I, have to, I, have to give, um, I have to give Scott props because he was like, I want to I wanna ask Tanya these questions. Oh, I love it. So I'm just looking at him for the first time now. He asked these questions that he <gasps> thinks people want to know about you. So oh, you, my gosh. You can text okay. him a call when we get okay. on this. All right. Speed round questions for Tanya the Machine. Three seconds to answer each. Your favorite healthy food? Kale salad. Oh, good one. Your favorite treat food? Oh, food? Well, tw- does Twizzlers count? They count. <laughs> All right. So, what's one secret no one knows about you? One secret? I don't think... Except for maybe me, Derek, and Scott, and your mom, and Benjamin. Oh, oh, God. I, I'm very open. I don't have... Ooh. Well, it's not a secret. I think I was telling a little bit before. I grew up in a strip club. All right. Yes. <laughs> Dang, I want to talk about that. Hold on. All right. So what's, what's, okay, that answered basically both questions. His next one was, what's one secret that not even Sean knows about you? Oh, I don't. I knew you kind of grew up in a strip club, though, because that's where I had my 30th birthday. Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't think there's anything you don't know about I I me. Know pr- we maybe talk about this afterwards. Okay. All right. So, um, next question is, um, oh my God, this one's embarrassing. What's one secret you know about Sean that no one knows? See, but you're like me. You're very open, and you don't. You but know. What's one th- name one thing um, you? Oh my God, I'm nervous. <laughs> um, that you have to. Well, you said this is open. What? When you when you on the toilet. And you oh, got, nobody knows this. Oh, well, when when you go to the bathroom and I and, and when you got a place, yes, you have to take he has to take off his his pant legs so he can go to the bathroom. It's, it's the funniest thing. I need ever. to like be free. Yes, so I don't know if anybody knows that, but they do now. I do. I take one one pant leg off and I put my foot back in my shoe so it's on a dirty floor. I just gotta like breathe. Okay, <laughs> cute, very cute, Tanya. All right, all right. Here's another question. Two more questions. How many pairs of shoes do you have? Oh, God, it's got to be over 60. Okay, cool. Oh, me too. All right, and last question. Now, remember, Scott asked these questions. What's the capital of California? Oh, my God. Sacramento. <laughs> yes, it is. And there you have it. We had a lot of fun. Um, if you're home, you can like, give a round of applause for Tanya. And Tanya the machine, you know, she's Tanya to me, so I, it's hard for me to always add the machine afterwards. But... If any, if you got anything from this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, this is define your life. And 
you see or you hear two people who are in fitness who are always on a journey talking about how their life is defined and how we try to go stronger and be better every single day one more day it's a brand new day you heard it from tanya you know we want you to be the best version of you and try not to stress when tanya gained weight during her pregnancy she didn't stress about losing the weight simply because it was a lifestyle change it's a lifestyle for you and if you make that if you make fitness a lifestyle for you you will be the best you you can possibly be but the goal for you is to be the best you today and tomorrow is a brand new day this is define your life with sean t and my amazing guest tanya the machine see you next time peace out I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget. You can find him at NC Fit Club on Instagram and Facebook. Another huge shout out to Alex Colorado. You can find her at Alex0REO on Instagram. They're both great. They help me with the podcast and they help us always trust and believe in who we are to get the message out that you have to know that you can do it. Check, check, one, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Fitness. Same on Instagram and Twitter. Or visit me at shantifitness.com for more support and more motivation.